And now for something completely different. A radio show about books. Didn't think it through at all. Inconceivable! <laughs> yes, the show's serious. That's totally a thing. Thank you. Tarzan of the Apes. Brought to you from out the pages of Edgar Rice Burroughs' immortal book. Oh, wow. In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and been widely regarded as a bad move. And now for your host, Daniel Thompson, a completely underqualified buffoon who has no idea why he's here in the first place. And all were amazed and said, this guy is really good. Do you do children's parties? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the very serious writing show. Hmm, yes. Another day, another dollar. Except I don't make any money off this show, so basically just another day for me. But hey, it's not just another day because we have Tori Martin in studio. Oh my goodness, yes. He was able to squeeze in time from his latest movie shoot, or rather a TV pilot shoot, to come and talk to us. Or me. Or all of you. So yes, to us, essentially. And it's pretty great. We're going to talk about The Matchbreaker, which is his awesome movie that's coming out next year. It's about, like, a dude who breaks people up professionally. That's his job. I mean, it's just it's just really cool. Tori Martin's got some great stories to tell. It was just awesome having him in studio. Y'all are going to like him. So we're not even going to delay the inevitable any further. Tori Martin in studio. Very serious writing show. Happy Monday, everybody. Let's go. You're here because we want the best, and you're it. Nope, couldn't keep a straight face. Hello? Hey, Tori, how's it going? It's going good, how are you? I'm doing real well. What's going on with you? Nothing, how come I can't see you? Because I sadly do not have a webcam. This is a very depressing thing. It's just, it's just oh, an audio interview. Oh, cool. Oh, gosh, I wouldn't have taken so long doing my hair. <laughs> it looks beautiful. Uh, you should know that. I know. It's, it's good. It's, my it's, hair is banging. It today. is on point today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have I a got cool a, office, man. It's a mess right now. Um, it's a mess. I'm getting ready to redo it. So, yeah, it's a comic book office. Mm-hmm. Have you looked at pictures on Facebook before? Yeah, you've got like the flash behind you. you got Batman over there. And oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I saw the... pictures of your desk. Your desk is just way cool. Yeah, it was fun. It's fun. It was fun to build. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell me what this picture is of you with your hair all crazy. <laughs> this is an explanation for why I should always wear a hat, um, essentially. <laughs> I was I was in a play. I was in Pride and Prejudice, and I was playing Bingley in Pride and Prejudice. And uh, this, is, this is after a rehearsal. And this is, yes, it's about time to update that picture. Yeah, nice ascot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, how did, how'd the shoot go? It went good. It, I had a good time. Yeah? Steve Taylor directed, you know, he did uh, the Newsboys movie and uh, Blue Like Jazz, and he's just a, a legend in the music industry. And 
I was replacing somebody who was unable to film, and he said, he took me aside and he said, you have far exceeded my expectations. So I don't know what kind of compliment that is. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? <laughs> what were your expectations? Yeah. Like, I expected you to be awful. <laughs> I just, thanks, Steve. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you to say. And uh, in between the words, I go, thank you. And I was like, what? Oh, thank you, Steve. What did he just say? Thank you very much. What kind of compliment? That's very nice of you to say that. What did he mean? <laughs> exactly. Now, what, what, what is it that you were filming? Are you able to say? Yeah, it was a sitcom comedy pilot called Drama Major. It's like Glee, but it's about a drama school. <laughs> that um, sounds fun. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what they're doing with it. Or My goodness, there's some talented people. Working with Steve Taylor was just, you know, he far exceeded my expectations. <laughs> And you looked hilarious in it. I saw, I saw like the pictures of you with the pigtails. Yes, yes, that was. And my name was Manly, and he <laughs> wore pigtails. There was a LARPing scene, which is live action role play. I've learned, um, and I got to do a sword fight, and uh, uh, got to get killed in the sword fight. It was pretty fun. Man, that sounds awesome. How do you keep pace, man? Do all all the stuff you do. I'm, I don't even know how you fit in this interview. <laughs> Well, it, how many times did we reschedule this? <laughs> we had the, was it three times in the end? At least. I'm just yes. honored that you had time at all. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes, yes, yes. Things really slowed down um, from December 5th to uh, February 5th. I'll be kind of on my break every year for like two months right around there, so it'll be nice. Yeah, that will be nice. Right in time and by break, I mean I won't be traveling, but I'll be riding like crazy. What are you working on? What are you writing on? Well, I've got another Tori Mori article due for Clubhouse soon. Oh, yeah? Uh, yes. I can't wait to see. The favorite article of Tori Mori that I've written so far is going to be appearing in the December issue. So it's just a couple of days away. But I hey, had a lot of fun with that one. I saw the announcement on the Tori Mori. I didn't quite understand what was going on. Tell me about the Tori Mori. Well, Clubhouse Magazine is a magazine for junior high kids that folks on a family publishes. And I've got a monthly column in there for the next year, and they've asked me to create a new character for the Adventures and Odyssey column. Fun. So I created a, a character, and then you know, from Japan named Tori Mori. Mori is a very common last name in Japan. It's like Smith, hmm. um, but it means forest, and Tori means bird. T O R I is Japanese for bird, and so when she moves to Odyssey, she feels like a, a little bird in a brand new forest. Nice. That's a cool yeah. angle on it. Yeah, so she's going to try to find out how she fits in, and I'm having fun with her. Yeah, and what was it What was it like developing the new character? It was fun creating Tori Mori. I had a college roommate who I'm still friends with named Peter Thompson, who's a missionary to Japan. And so I consulted with him a, a, a couple times, and he gave me some good ideas and some links and some advice. So, so I, I didn't want to didn't want her to be a caricature or a stereotype um i wanted her to be to be real so that was kind of fun yeah for sure and hey i gotta know how's matchbreaker going i don't know it's done filming oh you the you're post, done filming yes it's i mean the movie's done filming it's in post-production uh now so they're doing the scoring and the editing and the colorization and all that fun stuff 
Christina Grimmie from The Voice was the lead actress in it, and I've got to tell you, she is so down to earth, so kind, so friendly. And uh, Marshall Younger from Adventures in Odyssey is one of my dearest friends, he and Rob. Um, Marshall and I wrote the screenplay together, and it was pretty cool. Olin Rogers is in it, Victoria Jackson from Saturday Night Live, Christina Grimmie from The Voice. There's a lot of really good people in it, and she did a tremendous job as an actress, too. I was way excited when I saw that she had been cast because I've I've watched her since before The Voice. I've been since YouTube. I've been, oh, really? I've been following, yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And then I looked it up on IMDb and saw Olin Rogers, and I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what? I didn't know who Christina Grimmie was until I arrived on the set. Ah. Uh, <laughs> well, shows you what type of TV you watch. Well, I don't, I don't watch TV much. I don't watch much of anything. Of course, I've never missed a season of Survivor. But, <laughs> you know, that I just go to the website and watch. Since meeting her and being so impressed with her, I've since discovered who she is, and I can't believe I was so ignorant. She's just absolutely amazing. Does she get a chance to sing during the movie? Does she get to do any of that, or is it is that a yes. spoiler? <laughs> yes, she sings in the movie. That's going to be cool. And when is, yeah. when is that coming out? I don't know what's in post <laughs> How can I know if they haven't finished doing the colorization? How will I know what the release date is? I'm sorry. Great. Somebody's outside is tied a little too snug. I'm sorry. Cutting off the circulation to your brain. <laughs> I've just been excited because I mean, you told you told us about it at the uh, the summer workshop uh, for the one year adventure novel. Oh yes, and I will tell you that is a great conference. Oh, it was so much fun. I hope to be back there. I, I just loved every minute that I was there. It was a great conference. Well, hey, you were one of my favorite speakers out of the event. I really loved your talk about uh, the, the kingdom marketing and the big idea, and you, you had you had really good talks there. Well, thank you. And did you get to hear Tosca Lee speak, too? Yes, and Tosca was great. Isn't she amazing? I love that lady. Mm -hmm. She's a good friend. I just really, really like her. Yeah, I mean, it was all, it was all very good. I wanted to talk again. Uh, of Moose and Men. That's coming. Okay, yes. In fact, I'm going through the pictures right now of the, what pictures are going to be in the book, and then I've got, a, I've got them here on my left. I'm going to be sending them off today. Um, yeah, it's a book about my adventures living in Alaska, and uh, there is a chapter in there that talks a little bit about creating Wooten and how the Adventures in Odyssey thing happened, but a lot of it is just, most of it, all of it, the rest of it is uh, really just about my experiences in Alaska with spiritual applications are pretty funny stories involving bears and moose and reindeer and mountain goats and <laughs> goshawks because I was a cab host for Alaska. Yeah. State Park. So I've got a lot of stories. What's, what's a goshawk? A goshawk? Uh, well, you know, Daniel, I'm going to make you look it up, but <laughs> it, is a, it is a bird. I'll tell you that much. And okay. you not want to disturb them when they are nesting. They will come at you talons ready. Did do you know this from experience? You'll have to read the book. I will. I'm looking forward yeah. to it. It comes out, it gets released on April 1st, April Fool's Day. What are the odds of me <laughs> having a book released on April Fool's Day? <laughs> That's perfect. That's crazy. It's available for uh, pre-order on Amazon right now. Nice. Yes, and while I was going through these pictures, I found a picture, some pictures of me with Annabelle the painting elephant at the Alaska State Zoo that I posted today too. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I, 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 people 
are curious of an elephant in Alaska, really? <laughs> <laughs> how does how does that happen? <laughs> well, you know, it's just the natural wildlife in the area. <laughs> Like, I didn't know that they made igloos big enough for elephants. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, that's what makes them so compact. They start out much larger, but after they sit on them a few times, they kind of get this oval shape and down. But that's why they're round, because an elephant can sit on it from any angle once it gets that big. I'm not making this up. I'm telling you. No, I... I... <laughs> I want pictures. <laughs> I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to see this. Now I saw yeah. I, I saw the pictures of uh, of him painting on or she him or her painting on a uh, Facebook. Annabelle. Annabelle would be a really funny name for a man. This is true. <laughs> Anna, Anna, hey, uh, Annabelle, why don't you uh, come on over here and take care of these customers? Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Annabelle. I'll be your server today. <laughs> <laughs> that, would, that would be perfect. Can I recommend the special? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So you've you've been busy doing doing the acting thing, and you you're you're in Matchbreakers, right? You got to yes, act in I that. Play, I play Tully, the uh, landlord, um, to the uh, main character, and it's fun. He's a good comic relief character, and it was a lot of fun. And then I did, uh, ooh, The Ultimate Legacy. That'll be airing in January on the oh, Hallmark yeah? channel. That was, uh, yeah, it's the third in a trilogy of The Ultimate Gift and then The Ultimate Life and now The Ultimate Legacy. And this one starred Raquel Welch and Brian Dennehy. So awesome being in a scene opposite Brian Dennehy because Tommy Boy, this is a little known trivia fact. Tommy Boy, the movie, mm -hmm. is one of my favorite movies. Um, in fact, one time when Marshall and I were being interviewed as a screenwriting team, um, the uh, the writer of the article asked me, what, what what movies inspired you to want to be a screenwriter? And I said without pause, Tommy Boy, because it's my favorite one. And afterwards, Marshall took me aside and he said, you can never say that. <laughs> if somebody asks you what movies inspired you to become a writer, you can say, Amadeus or Schindler's List, but you cannot say Tommy Boy. <laughs> oh my so gosh. Like, Nobody's even going to believe that I watched Amadeus. Yeah, I tried. I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. No, I did actually watch it. It was quite good. I love Schindler's List, but they didn't inspire me to want to uh, be a writer. Um, so, yeah. And then, so Brian Dennehy played Chris Farley's father in Tommy Boy. So for me to be in a scene opposite Brian Dennehy, I was just like, this is amazing. This is so cool. And Anne Lee Merriweather is in it. And of course, you know, I've got a comic book office. I even mm -hmm. have an autographed 8 by 10 of her as Catwoman from the Batman TV show. <gasps> she was Catwoman. Oh, so cool. I was like, a kid's dream come true. Catwoman and uh, Chris Farley's dad. So that oh was pretty Oh my gosh. Yeah, and Bill Cobbs was in it, too, from Night at the Museum. He's just amazing. And Raquel Welch is in there. I don't even think anything at the Smithsonian is as well-preserved as Raquel Welch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she looks great. She looks great. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, do your, do your writerly instincts kick in when you're acting? Are you, are you like... How do you flesh out your character when you're acting? Do you do it from a writer point of view, or is it I'm going to become the character now? How do you? How does that go for you on set? Um, I don't know. I just 
just memorize the lines and create the character. It depends on who the character is and, and what their backstory and how much I know. One of the things I like about filming comedies in particular is that I'm encouraged and allowed to do improv. So there's, I made up a lot in this one trailer thing. Have you seen the promotional video I did for the, the song? No, I haven't. Uh, look up on YouTube, look up Raw Raw Rocket Cross. And that's okay. R-A-H space, R-A-H space, Rocket Cross, all as one word. And you'll see, and by the way, the song is one of my other favorite films. I think it's it's probably one of the better Christian films I've ever, ever seen. Yeah? Uh, oh my goodness, it's so good, but it, it was really... Forever, I wouldn't. I, I have problems even saying that it was necessarily a Christian film. It was just a really great movie about these characters um, who are Christians, and so you know, and some of the mistakes they make. It was like a modern day retelling of Song of Solomon set in the contemporary music scene of country music, and um, huh. it's just beautifully, beautifully written, beautifully filmed. Alan Powell is in it, and he did a great job acting, and he's from um, Anthem Lights. Oh yeah. yeah. Mountaintop is another movie that I did, and that was directed by the amazing Gary Wheeler, and that'll be airing soon, I think, on the Up Network. I'm not sure exactly when. Um, and Ultimate Legacy will be airing in January. Oh, man, there's a lot of good stuff coming out. Now, so yeah. I just we just actually aired Marshall Younger's interview on the oh. show. Yeah. What did he say about me? What did he say about me? <laughs> <laughs> Did he compliment my hair? <laughs> he, he did not mention your hair at all. Oh my gosh, what kind of friend? He said that you were a no good rotten though. <laughs> not really. I I can't even tell you how much I love Marshall Younger. That he is one of the uh, he's he's that guy has changed my life. His influence has changed my life and, and I'm just so thankful to be friends with him. He's amazing. He was so cool to talk with. I really loved hanging out with him. Isn't he the most down-to-earth? Yes! Super talented. You're like going, how could somebody as talented as you be so down-to-earth? But he is just down-to-earth, real. There's not a phony bone in him at all. He is an authentic Christian man, and I just love him. Yeah, all the Odyssey guys I've talked to thus far. I talked with Paul McCusker before him and John Fornoff and... Those guys are John's awesome. John's amazing, too. They're both great. And Paul's great, yeah. Yeah, no, the job, uh, John Fornov, yeah, that guy's just happy. He's like a chipmunk. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. The first time I met John, I was like, whoa, back up, happy man. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching Chris out Parks and Recreation. I'm like, oh, my gosh. He is, I'm telling you, he is about the most positive person I've ever met, and I don't. I wish I had that quality. <laughs> he's an encourager. He is. He is, an, and he. He's so compassionate. He's just a great guy. Mm -hmm. oh yeah, and gosh, Paul yes. McCusker, I think very, very highly of him. He gave me my start at Odyssey, and uh, gosh, his. I'll tell you what, his brain, his brain is ginormous. Yeah. Yeah, he's super, super smart. I don't even understand half of the things he's <laughs> I just look at, I look at Marshall, and Marshall will give me a signal like to nod like I understand, and then I'll do it, but I totally don't. <laughs> and then Marshall explains it to me later. <laughs> there you go. So did you and Marshall just work with each other on Aussie? Is that how y'all started out? 
Yeah, I started out, uh, well, Paul McCusker invited me out, which I still can't believe that. I gotta tell you, when first meeting Paul McCusker and that opportunity, oh man, real intimidation there. You know, you, you say 10 stupid things before you say one smart thing when you get one. Magnify and multiply that if you're me. Um, but Marshall was there, one of the writers at the staff meeting, and you know they they would bring me in and they put me up in a hotel for a writers meeting. So I would get out of the hotel and come over to the writers meeting for the daytime, which would be eight hours, and then go back to the hotel and just sit there. And I didn't know anybody else in Colorado or you know <laughs> I just flew down from Alaska. But Marshall invited me over to his house for dinner to meet his family one night, and I was like, well, why would he do that? I I I I, I just didn't. Expect a, a real, real friendship out of it, and I went over and and his wife made uh, 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 pop roast, and the, the second time it was pork chops. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember a lot of what his wife Stephanie looked like, but those pork chops. <laughs> <out. laughs> oh gosh! No, I love Stephanie. She's She's awesome. So yeah, his whole family they kind of adopted me. And, and then when I would come back for writer's meetings, I would be more excited about getting to spend time with my friend Marshall and his family than, um, than the writer's meeting. It was, I just, you know, I was the kid who grew up with not many friends. So having someone like Marshall for a friend, I was like, seriously? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, working, working the creative side of things, it's, when you have those friendships and those relationships, that's where that's where the good stuff is. Yeah, it is. It is, and I it is. And then I, I just became such good friends with Marshall. I just wanted to write with him for the rest of my career. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I I love. He's my by the way. He is my favorite Adventures and Odyssey writer. Marshall Younger is. Um, and then Kathy Renga, I think, does some amazingly. She's so stinking funny. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's. And then, of course, Nathan Hubler and Paul McCusker and, and John Fornoff. It's hard, but I, I know the ones that I like the best. Um, I'm not surprised at the end of the episode when this is written by Marsha Younger. He's just got such a knack for heart and humor. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. And now, now did y'all write Heavenbound together? Because that's coming out soon, right? Yep. We filmed Heavenbound. We wrote that together. I think that was one of our first ones. And then we wrote the Match Breaker together, and then we've got some really big news uh, about a couple other projects, but I can't speak to about them yet. Don't I worry, no, no one listens to this show, so you can get oh, away no. with it. <laughs> uh, Scott, our, Scott Mednick, who produced 300 and Superman Returns and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, for Paramount has optioned our Helen of Troy, Tennessee screenplay, which is a mainstream romantic comedy. Yes. Yeah. So that's fun. We'll see what it, you know, as far as, uh, contracts go or options or, uh, agreements, they always expire and sometimes nothing comes out of them. But for 18 months, we get to say we're working with him, mm -hmm. um, and hoping the best. And then a feature film that we really like, uh, the boonies that we wrote is, that's what I don't, I'm hesitant, but we have some big news coming up. Well, I'm going to be looking forward to that. I'm going to be yeah. looking to see that. Yeah. Now, after hearing your talk at the uh, the, the one-year conference, I really wanted to try uh, co-writing. 
And did you? I haven't yet. I'm, I'm just a very extroverted person. I want to be able to find someone to do it with, and I'm just I'm just looking around trying to figure it out, and I'm like, that thing was filled with writers. I know, but they not they like don't live where I live, so it's, they it's, don't have to live where you live. Marshall doesn't live where I live. <laughs> how, how do you long distance co-write? How do you how do you do that? Um, well, we Marshall and I work a lot through Skype. You know, we get together mm-hmm. in person, and we'll outline the story and put the uh, index cards up and create the characters and talk through the whole story and everything. And then, and then uh, we go draft by draft. Marshall will uh, write the draft, first draft, send it to me. I'll make all suggestions, changes, notes. Then we'll have like a two hour conference and, and discuss some things and add, add stuff and take out stuff. And then he goes on to the next draft and I'm working with the next uh, project after that. So we just bounce it back and forth. Like the um, Heavenbound had 37 drafts. Oh, Oh, wow. That's a lot. That's a lot of drafts. Yeah. But at at a certain point, once it gets up to in the late teens, 20s, it starts just getting tweaks. And then you'll remember that. So it counts as another draft. But there's some pretty major tweaks and changes, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's not a complete overall. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I really want to try. I really want to try the co-writing because it just—you've got to—you've got to find someone you like and whose work you respect. You've got to see samples of their work first. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're genuinely friends because it makes it so much more fun. And then you can't care uh, about whose line makes it in or whose doesn't because both of your concerns is just to get the best line. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, very cool. And hey, that that talk you did there um, about the log lines and the pitches. Yeah, I turned that around, applied it to my story, sent it right back around, and hit Jeff Gerke with it. <laughs> um, really? Like a couple of days. What did Jeff Gerke say, "Oh, he loved it. He was like, yes, this is good.' So I took your I took your advice, and it worked. So hey. now I know. I used the word struggle. I <laughs> focused it on my protagonist. I yeah yeah, it worked so well. How are you doing on your book? You know, it's coming. I'm about 20, 30 pages in. I'm trying. The, the funny thing 20 is... 20 to 30 pages in? Yes. Only 20 to 30 pages in? What is your holdup? College. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what year are you in college? I'm a sophomore. Yeah, I'm in... What is your major? What is your major? Business marketing. Oh, sounds fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, those people who twirl the signs around outside the room. <laughs> you have to go to college for that? Really? <laughs> they pay you 50 cents more if you have the degree. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, thank you for summing that up for me. <laughs> That's that's awesome. Are you twirling something right now? Uh, yes, I'm, I've got I've got Play-Doh. <laughs> I was expecting a sign that says, "Please pay, please pay my student loans." <laughs> hey, now I got a scholarship. I'm I don't have no student loans. Really? Yeah. You scholarship? Yeah. Like, buddy, how did you get a scholarship? No freaking idea. They they like my ACT score. Essentially, they're like, "Hey, you you have some smarts. Come to Southwestern Oklahoma State University." Daniel, that's amazing. How come it says your middle name is Leonad? That, just because online people know me as Leonad, it's Daniel backwards. So. Oh. Yes. Oh my gosh, I would be your rot. (laughs) 
Or why rot? Like, why rot? Why rot? Why rot? What I do, I'm a beach. <laughs> there you go. Now you have another Odyssey character name. <laughs> why why rot? rot? I am why rot. <laughs> I've got this table, Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> I love grapes. You are listening to the very serious writing show. You are all weirdos. And that's going to wrap us up for today. No midsection today because we figured Tori was funny enough on his own. And also, it's getting pretty late and I haven't come up with an idea for one. So, we'll make it up to you Thursday when we will have Jake Buller in studio. And Tori will be back in again this following Monday, which will wrap up the Very Serious Writing Show for this year. We are going to take a break in the month of December so that essentially I can take finals and not pull all my hair out just some of it so i'll do finals and then we'll have christmas and then early january i think the first monday of january the show will be back on track so that'll give you all a chance to go back hit some of those episodes you missed give us a chance to get all fresh and rejuvenated and ready again but any hoodle tori will be back monday i'll catch you all again thursday jake buller will be in to review the good dinosaur i'll see you all then catch you later